Wake up, America, before it's too late. The Steve Day Show. Like that? After bitterly cold weather here in the Midwest. Not like the April, you know, it's really windy and rainy and it's miserable to be outside. Like like you could smell like winter outside kind of cold. Over the weekend, suddenly it's warming up and it, it's on cue. Feels like spring. I'm excited to feel that. Um, I'm even more excited. I'm going to feel more warmth. I'm heading to Arizona uh, to take care of some business down there. Uh, after tonight's, uh, after today's show, I'm heading down there tonight. Uh, and I'll be doing tomorrow's show uh, on location uh, in Scottsdale, Arizona. Wednesday, we will have an evergreen episode uh, of a show that we already taped. So it won't be live, but it will be new content. And, and relevant be, at that. And too. relevant. Yeah. Uh, well, even more relevant than we thought when we yeah. taped it at the time. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then uh, Thursday, I'll be back here live. So you will, despite my uh, travels to uh, a different time zone, three hours or two hours behind us, um, you'll still be getting uh, new content each and every day here on the, the show this week. So uh, looking forward to all of that. Um, also want to remind you, we've already sold about half of our allotment already, and I've only mentioned it a couple of times. So thank you. Uh, if you want to get an autographed copy of my book, A Nefarious Plot, that inspired the movie Nefarious, we have a brand new autographed edition that also has a special movie poster tie-in cover. So these are this is a limited edition movie poster tie-in cover autographed edition of my 2016 book a nefarious plot we've already sold half of what we are going to what we're currently printing of these so if you want to get a copy of that book um, sent to you nefariousbook.com is the website nefariousbook.com that is the website a few years ago we introduced you to a gentleman here in our community that was making national news by trying to bridge the gap between what goes on in urban communities and the police. His name is Will Keeps, has an incredible testimony on his own. And he has been still hard at work uh, since we uh, introduced you to Will uh, back in 2021, I think it was. He has been hard at work on building those bridges, in fact, helped establish a community center downtown. Some of you may be aware that about a month ago, uh, there was a tragedy uh, at his community center. Some of the kids down there were beefing. One kid took it too far. Uh, pulled out a gun and opened fire. Uh, and uh, Will tried to physically intervene and to stop it. He himself was injured. Um, he was shot, I believe, in the hip, I want to say. I think that's right. Yeah. Um, and two other young men in that, yes. in that tragedy, just waste of sad waste of human potential, ended up dying uh, in that event. And he is back out of the hospital and unbowed. And he's going to be joining us here in the final segment of the show. And I, I have to say, I originally, even though I'm the one that went to you and said, hey, you know, Will's out of the hospital. Let's get him back on and, and hear more of his story. Uh, and then when you informed me that he was going to be on today, given how important what we're going to talk about today is, I had actually contemplated telling you to reschedule. But then I actually got to thinking... I'm saying the word actually too much already in this program. Uh, so then I got to thinking, you know what? His story and what he is trying to do really is the, the perfect conclusion of today's show. 
And we don't typically book guests the last segment of the show. We we make one I- exception with Daniel Horowitz because he has his own podcast to tape and he tapes at the same window of time that we're on live. And so we do that just for him. We don't typically do that. So it's odd for us to be booking a guest in the final segment of the show other than Daniel. But the timing I'd find providential because as you'll see as the conversation unfolds today, what we will discuss later in the program with Will fits right into today's theme. Because if we have a theme today, it is one word. Conviction. When you hear me say, as you have heard me say this often over the last few years, we are not a nation of laws and we never have been. We're a nation of political will and we always will be. What I'm really saying there is this all comes down to conviction. This is a test What is going on in our country isn't a test of strategy. It is is not a test of political philosophy. It's not even an intelligence test, although, (laughs) frankly, many days I can understand why it may appear to be that level of basic. But it is something much more. You are watching real spiritual warfare take place. Things that that typically go on in the high places behind the veil are now taking place out in the open. I mean, from a spiritual warfare standpoint, this is a street fight. And when we get into spiritual warfare, you win that differently than you win a physical war. Except that's what we think. You actually don't. Whether it's a physical war or a spiritual war, you're going to win them the same way. The tools you use may be different. One may involve prayer. The other might involve weapons of mass destruction. But the tools that you'll wield and the effectiveness in which you will wield them stem from the same thing. Something else you've heard me say a lot over the years. Every conflict, every military, every war, every culture war, every conflict in human history that has been conducted on a societal scale has eventually been won by the side that had the most conviction in the rightness of its cause. I've said that a lot over the years, right? So will it be with this one? The theme on the show today is conviction. We'll discuss that more after Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by a banana republic if you can keep it. There have been rumblings for a couple of weeks now about an indictment coming in the once dead Trump Stormy Daniels hush money case out of the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. Well, this weekend we learned that will indeed allegedly be happening soon. In a couple of posts on Truth Social, Donald Trump decried the state of the country, explained he could be facing an arrest on Tuesday of this week and called on his supporters to protest. 
In completely unrelated news, the banking panic has now spread worldwide with Swiss megabank UBS buying up the once powerful and now beleaguered Credit Suisse. At home, First Republic Bank seems poised to be the next bank in trouble as its stock price has cratered in the last few days. In further completely unrelated news, on Thursday, the House Oversight Committee revealed information regarding the bank records of a close Biden family friend and business partner named Rob Walker, who the committee reveals used his company, Robinson Walker LLC, to transfer funds from a Chinese energy company to not only Hunter Biden, but also James Biden, Hallie Biden, and an individual with the last name Biden who remains unidentified. Moving on, Dr. Anthony Fauci went out of retirement in order to condescend from his throne and hit the streets of the D.C. hood in order to try to convince the near-to-wells to get the jabs. PBS was there to capture these moments. People in America are not settled with the information that's been given to us right now. So I'm not going to be lining up taking a shot on a vaccination for something that wasn't clear in the first place. And then you all create a shot in miraculous time. It takes years to but create vaccination. Well, it, it used to take years. Okay, it used to. It, it you, know used how, to take years. you know how many years were invested in this, in this approach? About 20 years of science to get us to be able to do it. 20 years is not enough. And nine months is definitely not no. enough for nobody to be taking no vaccination that you all came up with. The only yeah. reason I'm talking to you right now, as close as we are, is that I've been vaccinated. Right. But if it allow thousands of people like you don't get vaccinated, you're going to let this virus continue to percolate in this country and in this world. Something like the common flu then, right? And, and not like, not it's like much more serious flu. than the flu. Though. Well, the flu kills a lot of people annually yeah. too. You know how many people died of the flu the last year? I mean, not this year, virtually none, but the previous year, about 20 to 30,000. You know, how many people have died from COVID-19 in the United States? 600,000 Americans. Well, you, well, that, well the, the number that you all given that died, that's, that's once again, that's you all's number. You gonna pass. Yeah, definitely. Because right. when, when you start talking about paying people to get vaccinated, when you start talking about incentivizing things to get people vaccinated, there's something else going on with that. Something yeah, else something it, I, else going it on. It is with that. something going yeah, on. With something it. Else You're going right. On. But I'm glad millions of people like me and almost everybody here didn't get an incentive. You know what their incentive was? Protecting their health and protecting the city. Well, but that, I, well, I won't keep okay, you anymore. It's okay because my, 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 my incentive, y'all campaign, is about fear. It's about inciting fear in people. You all attack people with fear. That's what this pandemic is. It's a fear. It's fear, this pandemic. Speaking of the jab, meet a heretic. The COVID vaccine can serve as an image of God's redemption. This is someone named Curtis Chang, who's teaming up with David French and Russell Moore to create a new curriculum for churches to teach congregants about politics. Now, this idea that what began in death could be reworked into life, well, it's hard for the human mind to grasp. This is why we need images of redemption in the world. We need examples that can serve as metaphors of what Jesus accomplished that show us Jesus' redemption, well, it's kind of like that. I propose that the COVID vaccine is an image of redemption. Yes, the vaccine may have a distant origin story in abortion, but that past has been reworked and redeemed into something that saves life. Groomer update, here are all the red flags, courtesy of Dylan Mulvaney. I am Eloise. I am six. I'm a city child. I 
live at the Plaza Hotel, which is huge and wonderful and trace elegant, especially at Christmas time. The San Jose Sharks NHL team tweeted this over the weekend. Worldwide, gender diversity is seen far differently than that in the Western world, or as you may know it. Most of us are familiar with the male, female, and transgender labels, but in other cultures, the existence of the third gender or even fourth and fifth genders is common. The Mimuks gender is a respected third gender in the Zapotec cultures in Oaxaca, Mexico that has existed for centuries. The thread goes on for another five tweets. Tweet from Time Magazine. Almost two years after the Taliban's takeover of Afghanistan, the jihadists who transitioned from the battlefields to paper-pushing government jobs are ready to quiet quit. The article quotes many former jihadists, including one named Muhammad bin al-Khaki, who told the magazine, quote, I don't know, man, sometimes filling out that fourth TPS report of the day, I just I really wonder, what's all this been about? What's all this for? Okay, I made that last part up. And finally, this from Dacian Memes for Unvaccinated Fiends. Top of the morning, and that's what happened while we were away. <laughs> Had you seen that yet? Uh, I was aware of it. You were aware of it? That is fantastic. That's absolutely fantastic, and it fits perfectly. I mean, your face actually fit like per. It's like when people have put my face like on uh, the the Campbell Soup Kids, you know, uh, in the past. Your face fits right perfectly with that little leprechaun, man. It does. I had to ask Aaron, how much time does it take these people? And he said it actually doesn't take any time. Probably I was like, very much I mean, time. unless yeah. they're doing it manually, but I, I don't. I don't think we're worth the amount of time. Yeah, that it I, would take. if this takes a lot of time, I'm. I'm praying for you people, but uh, if it's just a, if technology has risen to the point where you can just basically do that in a minute, go have your fun, I guess. Indeed. Um, the government is having its fun. The elites, uh, the governing class, uh, having its fun at our expense. The latest now is the banking crisis. Uh, we've had how many crises here now in just the last few years? Make sure you are prepared for the next time we have a, a health care uh, crisis when they actually won't let you have the health care uh, that would help you stay healthy. Uh, get a hold of our friends over at Jace Medical, J-A-S-E. For jacemedical.com, jacemedical.com. Get the Jace case. It is the venerable case of up to five venerable proven antibiotics that have been in circulation for decades, who, of course, are probably on the next DARPA list of things that must be banned when they want to experiment on us again. And no, I'm not even joking. So get those now, whether it's amoxicillin, doxycycline, AZ, and more. When you go to jacemedical.com, use the promo code DACE for a discount on your order. Promo code DACE at checkout for a discount on your order at jacemedical.com. Make sure you've got the peace of mind to know that you are ready to go at jacemedical.com. I checked for you, Steve. The answer is 666 crises at all times, and that never wavers. No, it never wavers. All right, so let's talk about... The issue that, that, that has prompted the conversation we're going to have later in the program today about conviction. And I think it is important. And it's difficult. Especially if you've been on Twitter over the weekend. It is, it is, it is into this moment. It is, it is difficult to not 
see this through our own contemporary political lens within the primary of what is going on. Um, I have to tell you, I'm not a fan right now. So let me address this up front, the political aspect of this. I'm not a fan of like anybody's reaction to this. Like nobody's. I think I think I think everybody's reaction to this has been either wrong, cynical to the extreme, or or way insufficient. Just take them in the order of the reactions. I think Donald Trump telling his people to go out there and protest tomorrow just to walk right into a Fed trap. How many people did he just leave behind that are still in jail cells on Jan- from January 6th, the last time this happened? Congratulations, you're a member of only feds. Congrats. Except you don't get off on this one. Ever. Apparently. Like, you don't even get a trial. You're just indefinitely detained. I mean, to go out there over the weekend and tell people to mass protest this, I, I just thought was irresponsible in the extreme. You're just, if you're dumb enough to follow his lead on that, make sure you've, you've secured prudent legal counsel ahead of time and make sure your attorney's name isn't Ray Epps, all right? I wasn't going to say this, but then I'm going to because it just wouldn't be the Steve Dace thing to not say it. I have to tell you, I think Vivek Ramaswamy's reaction to this is one of the most cynical damn things I've ever seen in politics, ever. And that's saying something. Trying to raise your own stature by glomming onto something that you're not directly involved in and will only get you applause from people that were never going to vote for you ever. I mean, I suppose we could make the case that maybe Vivek is just that uniquely principled compared to everybody else. But I mean, I've never seen someone try to milk something for themselves politically that has really no bearing on them. Either way, had they had nothing to do with and will not benefit from. I, I've just this is that is some cynical crap, man. In fact, there's a but there's a part of me that's a little impressed by it, if I'm being brutally honest. I mean, maybe he's a little more gangster than I thought. And then I have to also tell you, I thought Ron DeSantis's response to this about an hour ago, just not sufficient. Listen, I'm a guy. I get it, man. His people have been horrible to you. Gaslit you, lied about you, mocked your wife with her cancer, trying to file ethics complaints. That was what one of Roger Stone's buttes last week. I understand all of that. I'm a guy. You get that? You get that? You get that? We're all guys here, right? Y'all get you might not be the most eager to step in front of a bullet for someone that you know would never possibly repay it. Correct. Y'all, I think we all recognize. What are the odds? If the situation was reversed, Donald Trump would exert any level of political capital. Yeah, exactly. We, We know that's all true. We all know that. Okay. But there has to be a higher standard for us as guys than our own egos, right? Doesn't there have to be a little bit higher standard than that? Don't you think, Todd? I would find that refreshing. Yeah. Because I'm having a hard time. And I, and I say this, I'm a, I'm a fanboy. But this guy has used his platform 
as a unique interposition against government corruption against Floridians on every front. So why not eagerly do it here? Name me the amount of people. Let's say everything they're alleging is true. Trump did bang this porn star, Stormy Daniels, while his wife was at home nursing Barron and paid her hush money to make it go away during the 2016 campaign and didn't disclose it as a campaign finance in-kind contribution or expense, right? Let's say that's all true. Who's ever gone to prison for that? Pretty low number. Pretty low number. Pretty low number. Yeah. Pretty low number. Criminally indicted. How many do you think? Pretty low number. Absolutely, this is about the fact. Well, it's about a couple of things, I think. Number one, they absolutely view him as a proxy of all of you. Clearly, they've demonstrated that many times. I think also, I saw Matt Walsh ask this question the other day, as this thing, or on Saturday when this thing, it's like they're trying to hand him the nomination. They are. They understand. Their best chance is another raging boomer election, grumpy old men, two old men up, two old boomers up there yelling about who took more poisonous jabs from Pfizer. They know 45 minimum, 45% of this country will never vote for Donald Trump, no matter what he does. And no matter how bad it gets, to my friends who have been saying all weekend long, well, this will just, if they do this, they'll guarantee Trump the election. I, that should be true. That should be true. Right? That should be true. The fact that it's not is what's terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Should have been true last November, too. Mm-hmm. Should have been true. Should have been true. Man, I mean, they're, 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 guys are teabagging teabagging their hairy balls on my kid's face at the schools. I mean, that, we're, that should have been, there should have been a red wave for that, right? Yeah. Like I, I wore said. my red shirt, traveled down to Dallas, wore a bright red shirt that, like I was going to the Bishop Don Magic Wand convention. Ready, ready, man. Ready for the red wave. I brought the tubbo corn. I'm on the stage. I'm ready for the red wave. Oops. Yikes. I think we learned in November no such critical mass is forthcoming. Not happening. So they know they can do whatever they want to this guy. They know all of you will that have deep devotion to him, you'll get deeper. They don't count on you anyway. They know you're not voting. They're not like Republicans. They have no qualm at all about completely offending and alienating no one who has any chance of being a customer to them. They're not like Republicans at all. So they know you're like digging deeper. So is their base. Yeah, orange man bad. Get him, yeah. They don't lose anything. Nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing. Now, we'll debate this further in the overtime today. Maybe I'm wrong. I have a poll question going right now. I'd love to know how many of you really have family members who could not be persuaded by Russian collusion, who could not be persuaded by uh, paint the windows black in Philadelphia, board them up, and count the votes for three damn weeks with no monitoring. Could not be persuaded by, you can't work if you don't take a poisonous jab. Your kids can't go to school if you don't poison them. You can't afford eggs. We don't have any baby formula or amoxicillin. Should I go on? 
You could. I would love to know if you suddenly, all those people that we couldn't get to turn out last November will now suddenly say, you know what, though? The guy I didn't vote for the last two times whom I can't stand, that's just not right. I don't see it. I, I don't. I think these are lies we tell each other for our own political porn to pleasure ourselves to. But we'll discuss that more in the overtime. Maybe maybe I want to look at the poll results. You guys know all kinds of people that will, that will be there. That's the last straw. I'm a little dubious of that claim, but okay. But that brings me back to DeSantis. There is no justifiable reason. Unless he thinks that, that Trump will not get arrested tomorrow and that this thing is an entire sideshow. And I guess we'll find that out tomorrow, right? If no arrest is forthcoming, then I'll probably have a different analysis about DeSantis's response to this than I have right now. But as of right now, his response an hour ago is not sufficient. I know he's a douchebag. I know he lies about you and gaslights you and your family and his supporters, some of them on Twitter, are absolute knuckle draggers. It doesn't matter. There's a higher principle here. Not to mention, you're the younger here. Mr. David, he's the Saul. Saul's not getting any younger. Saul won't be here forever. Saul could have killed, or David could have killed Saul. Remember, he found him in a cave, taking a dump. Saul was in a cave, taking a dump. David had him at his most vulnerable position at the time that Saul had sent assassins to kill David. What did David do? Did he take advantage of the situation? He did not. He did not. He walked away. Realized that's not the right plan. That's not God's plan. It's not the right plan. I'm going to follow the plan. Did the right thing. Later on, when Saul is euthanized, on the battlefield, David finds the man who did it. What did David do to the one who killed Saul? He executed him. Because in the end, it's, David realized it's not about me and Saul. It's about me and the people. It's about me and the people. If I'm being brutally honest with you, there are plenty of days, man, where I had to grit my teeth and come in here and say what I know is true and I didn't want to because I can't stand Donald Trump's public persona. I mean, I can't stand it. Like on any level, I find it beyond nauseating. And often unbecoming a man of his stature. Is he one of the main reasons we finally overturned Roe v. Wade? Yes. Did we have unprecedented peace treaties in the Middle East when he was president? We did. So then I have to ask myself, what is my standard? Is my standard my ego? Is my standard what offends me? Or is my standard what is right? And if Donald Trump is arrested tomorrow, I would strongly urge Ron DeSantis to reevaluate what he just said an hour ago. Now, if he's not, and who knows, man, the camp, some of the campaign people walked this back, Trump doubled down, who knows? But tomorrow we're going to know, right? Either mm-hmm. he gets arrested tomorrow or he doesn't, right? Okay. Right. If he does, if you know Ron DeSantis, 
I would strongly urge him to reevaluate what he just said an hour ago. I mean, I'd, if you know Donald Trump, I'd strongly urge you to reevaluate, reevaluate, have him reevaluate about 75 things he said. I just know there's no chance of that, so I'm not going to urge it. And Vivek Ramaswamy out there trying to just completely take advantage of this situation for himself, like I said a minute ago, I just find it pathetically cynical. Even dropping donor class, did you see that one? I would urge the people of the donor class like Nikki Haley and Ron to get, dude, get the bleep out of here, dude. Come on, man. You were writing blogs while Ron DeSantis was, was, was uh, assessing casualty counts of the enemy. Get the hell out with that crap. Everybody has sucked on this, in my view, all weekend long. Trump's re- response was terrible. Vivek's was cynically desperate. A desperate plea for some form of, uh, of recognition. And I just found DeSantis's butt hurt anemic because I've, I've seen what he can do. I know he's better than that. I know that he is. So let's try this again. Notice it's three guys, too, all with egos. Turn off the Southern Hemisphere. Think up here. We, none of us have time for any of your egos. Any of the butt hurt, any of your desperation, we don't have time for that. We're losing a country. Think more clearly, please. This is a time for conviction. We'll discuss that more in a moment. dawned on me there that I never mentioned because uh, Ron came out and gave a statement at a press conference uh, today after Aaron had finished his montage. It dawned on me that I never actually told you what he said that I found insufficient on this matter. Um, and I mean, I was just talking with Daniel about this during the break. I'll explain to you why I think it is some form of butthurt. Uh, he mentioned, uh, I, he said something along the lines of, I have no idea what goes on um, when it comes to an affair and, a, and paying hush money for an affair, there's no point to referencing that here. None. And I get it. Again, I get it. I totally get it. I get lied about constantly. I get threatened constantly. And that's just often from the people that I think I'm trying to actually help. <laughs> Okay, and I have my entire career. Like I can't even. I I, I know what most Republicans think of me. I can't even. I, I can't even imagine what the other side thinks about me. I understand it. You're the guy who's been the husband of one wife. Your wife had cancer, fought it, battled it, right? I I get all those things, and you're the one whose character is being quite called into question by a segment of Trump's base that is heavily cultic. It's just a different cult than what the left has. It's a hero cult. You know, we've, we've, lost our, we've lost our collective faith in God as a society, and we have to have a belief in something. And so the, the state, the, the, the other side, has determined that the state is God and, um, and, and can remake civilization, therefore, in its image. And in response, 
a portion of Trump's base has created a hero cult. What do I mean by that? There's two types of cults of Caesar. The first says that Caesar is God. The second says Caesar will give you the key to the city and all power to save us. That's kind of what we're faced with right now. That, that's why the same people who are saying, uh, that, that's why there's a group of people, very, with some with very prominent platforms on the right, there is nothing Trump could do. They would never directly confront it. Because they, they either are in on the hero cult or wouldn't dare oppose it. It's bad for business. I don't care. Which I'll demonstrate to you here in a few minutes. I don't care. I never have. I'll prove it to you again. I just care about what is the truth. And the, the truth of the matter is there was no reason to mention the, the affair or hush money in that context. It, it's, it's not really relevant. I mean, yes, it's the MacGuffin of this story, yes. But did it have anything to do with what they tried to do to Brett Kavanaugh? No. Did it have anything to do with what they did with Russian collusion? No. No. Did it have anything to do with when they did when they stole the election? No. No. You see what I'm saying? I do. So there was no point in dredging that up. I'm sorry, there just wasn't. I like, I love Ron DeSantis. I got pretty high expectations. He's earned them. He's better than what I saw this morning because I've seen it. That's not a projection. I've seen it. He's better than what we saw an hour ago. And then he said, hey, we're just not going to get involved in it. And I've got tough, you know, yeah, the guy's a Soros prosecutor. It's a political circus, but we've got other things to do in Florida. The reality is Donald Trump is the most prominent citizen of the state of Florida. It's not that simple in my view. Am I wrong? What do you think? No, I don't think you're wrong at all. No, again, maybe tomorrow will come and it'll, and, and maybe I'm wrong. And hey, if I'm wrong and tomorrow comes and nobody was arrested, then I'll say it was actually very discerning political analysis of the situation. If Trump is arrested tomorrow, I would strongly urge Ron DeSantis to reevaluate what he said this morning. And maybe he will. I hope that he does. But that brings me to the larger question here. We are so caught up in names and personalities and elections. We are failing in our movement. We are failing the larger test. This is not a question of position. Either who has certain positions or what certain positions you and I have at a certain time. This is a battle of conviction. The kind of conviction it takes to say, you'll never vote for us anyway. Our worldviews are not reconcilable. So we'll just do whatever to your champions we want. That's the kind of conviction that wins in history. Every time. Unless it comes up against a superior conviction. And I'm fearful we don't have it. And the fact that we break down into hero cults or right away oh, did this person give the right answer? Uh, did this person respond quick enough? Um, uh, uh, they're already on their fourth ca- they're they're already planning their fourth caper on the other side man but we're over here trying to figure out how we can possibly retcon something into our advantage or or come up with our own well you're the real racist talking point that that moves no needle for anybody 
Let me show you something I saw over the weekend. For the next bit of time, I want to discuss two tweets, starting with this one from Jeffrey Tucker over at the Brownstone Institute. Now, this seems like we're chasing a rabbit hole here. We're, ch- we're, we're now going after a completely different issue. I promise you we're not. And I'll show you here in a moment. Jeffrey wrote, Broadway is back, but a few things. Available shows are tried and true crowd pleasers. Nothing untested, which shows a serious setback, maybe for decades. In other words, there's kind of running back stuff that they know people want to see, you know, rent, wicked, you know, even stuff here in Iowa. We even know the names of these places, mm-hmm. these of these performances because they're household names and they travel the country, even show up at our own civic center. Right. That kind of stuff. That's what he means. OK. Number two, you are lectured heavily to mask up for safety, yet fewer than one percent comply. You laugh. Let's stop there for a second. Ha ha, no one's paying attention. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> we laugh, or, or we oppose the other side because they want morality by consensus. On our side, we think conviction is determined by consensus. In the entire Roman Empire, The early church, the birth of the church, consisted of 110 people in an upper room who got the Holy Spirit one day. Against those 110 people, against the most powerful force the world had ever seen manifested in the earthly plane, ever. Two movements. One of Rome... And one of those 110 people, 2,000 years later, Todd, which of those two movements is still here and flourishing? The upper room. The upper room. They didn't even have 1%. The amount of conviction it takes to sit there and know you won't be complied with, but to believe so much in the power of that mask that you will do and be snickered at, patronized, we used to have that conviction. Well, we don't. We have, we have conviction by consensus. Not by principle. Let's continue on with his email. Or his tweet, I'm sorry. Instead of thanking us for coming, much less apologizing for the vaccine mandates and closures, they dared to attempt to raise more money at the end with the claim to support the following litany of woke causes, causing most of the audience to walk out during the harangue. And of course, no one gave a dime to the idiots holding the buckets on the way out. These people have learned nothing. In terms of epistemology, Jeffrey is correct. Every word. But in terms of theology, cosmology, they're the smart ones. We're the ones who haven't learned. What Jeffrey ran into here is real religious conviction. And we keep approaching the altar. Yes. They don't, they're not going to give up their message. They actually believe in it. We are the ones that don't believe in ours. We are the ones that don't want... The, how about Fauci knocking on doors in the hood, man, to get them to take the jab? 
That's some religious conviction right there, right? Five foot seven rich white guy showing up in those neighborhoods. We used to do stuff like that. Well, no, not us. Like previous generations did. The one before the counterculture generation that absolutely wrecked everything and made it easy and compli- and, and, and complacent. The silent majority. Because nothing's more potent than a majority that stays silent. We, we actually, it's funny, we took the term Puritan and turned that against each other to attack each other and took the term silent majority and turned it on each other as a compliment. So we took the people who actually founded the country, the Puritans, we demagogued them. And then we, then we took the term silent majority that should be an insult. Wait a minute, you're the majority and you're silent? Who the hell does that? We turn that into a compliment. It's pretty messed up when you look at it like that, isn't it? It's the thing that keeps me up at night, actually. But it's exactly what we did. I respect the hell out of this. Now, don't get me wrong. I want to defeat this thing at a subatomic level. But I also know this. You cannot defeat a thing that you don't know what it is. They are the believers now. We're not. We don't have convictions anymore. We have positions. France is in a meltdown right now because they're raising the retirement age from 62 to 64. Now, I also understand that Macron did this outside of the legislative process and all that. I get that, too. But, but that's, the, that's the MacGuffin of that story. Raising the retirement age from 62 to 64, France is burning as we speak. How many of us... As we watched our streets burn in 2020 with mostly peaceful protests, still stayed home and obeyed the lockdowns and couldn't be bothered to possibly resist them. Again, it keeps me up at night. Yes. We want it easy. That's why, that's why this thing with DeSantis and Trump is so fo- is, has so much focus already and is already so personal. I just want to stay home and vote for my Republic, favorite Republican champion, and if you have a different Republican champion than I do, it, it can only possibly be that you are some form of a terrible person or grifter. Meanwhile, they want to perp walk your champion. And they'll try it with the next guy too. We're all Brett Kavanaugh and Clarence Thomas and Donald Trump now. The side with the with the most sincere conviction in the rightness of their cause always wins. Always. We're coming up on Holy Week. Those disciples who knowingly went to their deaths, beheaded, crucified upside down, dropped in boiling oil. Why, why did they endure these things? Well, they, they watched a guy die. And then a few, a little while later, they saw him cooking breakfast for him on a beach. And they're like, I bet. I bet. Yeah. All right. I'm in. Yeah. I think that we, 
We know now this thing's been settled. Well, Steve, they had the benefit of physically being with the Lord. So do you. If you're a believer, he lives in you. He lives in you. That event on the beach took place before Pentecost. He lives in you now, too. For 2,000 years, those of us whom he has indwelt have been the most potent force for good this fallen, forsaken world has ever seen. We built the hospitals. We took care of the orphans. We punished injustice. We spread God's word to the world. We suffered for other people. We had conviction. This kind of conviction. We were fine. Being mocked, laughed at, embarrassed. We would count it all joy to suffer for the name. Now we want to be cool. Now we want to be relevant. Now we want a seat at the table. Now we're nothing. And so, since a real religion, rightly divided, has vacated the space of prominence within the public square, and it wasn't evicted, it wasn't kicked out, it just abrogated. Something has to take its place. How important is communion to a Catholic, Todd? Um, it's the sum of all that we believe in. What happens to a Catholic who is denied communion? What happens mm-hmm. to them? Mm-hmm. Well, something has happened to them to, to be denied communion. They have simply fallen from grace. Mm-hmm. And you guys believe the Eucharist is what? Body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord himself. Mm -hmm. Pretty important, right? Like I said, it's everything. Catholics still make up the largest religious demographic in America, right? Uh, Yes. I mean, there's more Protestants, and you combine them all in the pool together, but otherwise, yes. Like a singular one. Yes, correct. Yeah. And so... For how many, how many weeks and months do the government say you couldn't go to church and receive communion? Way too many. And where was the, where was the outcry? Um, there was, it was, if there was one, it was very, very quiet. Yeah. And, and France is burning its streets down because the retirement age might go from 62 to 64. Do you see where I'm going with this? Like I said, it keeps me up at night. Yeah. It's all about conviction. We're losing here because of conviction. The lack of hours. I want to demonstrate this with a second tweet, and then we will discuss it here in just a moment. Stay tuned.
All right, back here with Hour 2, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here with Todd Erzin, Aaron McIntyre, and all of you, and all of you, although hopefully not all at once, can let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox. Steve at SteveDace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, MeWe, uh, Gab, and also at Steve Day Show on Twitter and Getter, Instagram and TikTok. You can find me over on Truth Social as well, at Real Steve Dace there, but good luck finding me there. It's very hard. Uh, and don't forget the last name is spelled D-E-A-C-E. Those of you that are listeners to the podcast, thank each and every one of you so very much. Please, if you have yet to do so, leave us a five-star review, hit subscribe or follow, and thank you to all of you that have done those things for us already. We greatly appreciate each and everyone, as well as our friends over at Patriot Mobile, and they appreciate you uh, because of the support they have gotten from audiences like this. Um, they have become a leader in the parallel economy that we must build. And thankfully, via Patriot Mobile, we have an opportunity to access it with a product we all need today, our mobile phones. I forgot mine at home. I like never do that. I had so much stuff I had to bring in today. I forgot to, to grab it off the charger. And man, I, I literally feel like I'm I'm naked here in front of the you're coping well <laughs> in front of the microphone without my phone. I mean, so it is it's it, it unfortunately there just aren't a lot of places where we can avoid doing business today with with people who hate us on some level. Thankfully, one of them is with a product that we all have to use. That's our mobile phones. All right, you can also take advantage of their coverage guarantee if you're not happy with your current coverage, the network you're on or you move someplace where the network you're on is a little weaker than others, you can switch to a different network whenever you want without changing carriers for free via Patriot Mobile. You'll also get a free activation with the offer code Steve if you make the switch today when you go to Steve at stevedace.com. That's my email address. Sorry. Uh, PatriotMobile.com slash Steve. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Steve. I'll say it one more time since I screwed it up the first time. PatriotMobile.com slash Steve, or you could call them at 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. All right. The theme of today's show is conviction. Last segment we talked about the level of conviction of the opponent here. And even though we are in a full-fledged cold civil war, I don't want to use the term enemies. I think many of these people are spiritually deceived. And as Paul would say, such as once were some of you. I don't think all of them are spiritually deceived. I think some of them are absolutely spiritually willing. But we are to feed sheep, right? Mm -hmm. And sheep just don't know. So we feed the sheep, and metaphorically, of course, we shoot wolves. And that's one of the reasons why we stand for the truth as often as we can in all things, as best as we can, as imperfect vessels. Because it is... It is that reliance on truth and the character and integrity that people see that comes from that consistency that ultimately will reveal who's a sheep and who's a wolf, right? Yes. Because then people, after a while, and some of us are more stubborn than others. I mean, I didn't get converted until I was 30, right? So, I mean, most studies tell you if you're not converted by the time you're 30, it ain't happening. So, even my own conversion story is contrarian, okay? But um, – if we successfully and consistently model truth, more often than not, you'll find out who's a sheep and who's a wolf. 
Eventually, the sheep will say, show me your ways <laughs> or tell me more. When will the wolf say that? Never. Never. Wolf will never say that. But we'll come up with new ways to lie, deceive, gaslight, right? Yes. Yeah. So that's when we become sheepdogs and we protect those sheep from the wolf. So even though we are in a full-fledged cold civil war, I think that language is very important to understand. We are in a full-fledged cold civil war. Without a doubt, we are. I think the country absolutely needs to turn the page from the boomer generation and move on. I don't believe Donald Trump has, has demonstrated the level of discipline and discernment um, and wisdom it takes to truly confront the level of enemy we're up against. That all being said, he also is the president that ended Roe v. Wade and actually gave us peace in the Middle East. If in the end... Our choice of general is him against whomever they nominate. I'll stuff the damn ballot box for Donald Trump myself. All right? Pray like heaven he wins. And then if he does, try to avoid as many of his public appearances as I possibly can the next four years because they freaking great on me. But I'd much rather, which problems would you rather have? Oh, Let's go back in the time Absolutely. Machine, yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean I, if you could snap your fingers and make it 2017 and 2018 right now, wouldn't you do it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We all would. So that brings us to our own convictions. I get these kinds of comments a lot. I want to show you this other tweet. This is from a guy who's uh, the Clemson guy, 1776. I like that, by the way. It's a cool screen name. Never Trump going to never Trump. He, he's talking about me. This is in response to me. Uh, Dace is in the process of getting any interest in his movie. I own the book. I've started listening to Steve again as it seemed he had learned, but I may have been wrong. Now, I've actually learned quite a bit the last few years. I, I didn't possibly believe they would wholesale make up character assassination allegations against a Supreme Court justice who, I mean, I get lying about Clarence Thomas. He's actually one of us and black. I, I'm not saying I approve it, but demonically, I get the strategy. Mm -hmm. I mean, what he represented, and 30 years ago on top of that, okay. Well, I mean, what he represented as a paradigm shift, I, I get why they had to lynch him. I totally get it. Kavanaugh? The guy who saved Obamacare. <laughs> I mean, that, Karl Rove, I think, is what we called him after Trump nominated him. We called him Karl Rove in a black robe, right? Is that what yeah. I called him on the show? Yeah. We got we to gotta do the, the supersize it? Lynching of, of Clarence Thomas on, to Brett Kavanaugh? I just couldn't believe it. So I'm like, on the show, I said, hey, let's, ha let's have a hearing. Let's hear Christy Blasey Ford's. Remember this. I said, let's have a hearing. Let's hear what she has to say. We actually changed our broadcast time of when we were on back then. We, I think we had actually just, was it just before or just after this that the merger with the Blaze occurred? I want to say maybe just after it happened. Uh, no, this was actually right during it. Right during it. I think it was it. Okay. October. So okay. I think it was or either it was right after or right during it. We, we actually changed the time in which we worked so that we could come in here and 
live react to that hearing. You guys remember yeah. that? Yeah. That's how seriously we took it. And then we watched as she couldn't actually pinpoint any piece of singular evidence that connected her to Brett Kavanaugh on any level at all. None. And I'm like, and then, then after the hearing, like you would think with the hearing, they would have been like, all right, man, let's get out of here. You know what I'm saying? No. Then they brought out Julie Swetnick and put her on with Michael. Remember that? I'm like, yes. okay, man, we're clearly dealing with something different here. I got to learn from this. And then I didn't think that Mueller would take a 50-year career of public service and just throw it away for some ham-fisted MSNBC fever dream, okay, of a, of a let's get on a left-wing Reddit forum and, 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 and play act a coup. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, I can't believe he did. Right, I even said that on the show for like months, right? Yes. Yeah. Happened. And that's exactly what he did. <laughs> okay. I think I've actually learned quite a bit. I've learned quite a bit. That's not what he's talking about. What he means learned is, don't dare go against my hero. Don't dare criticize my hero. That's what he means. I've learned quite a bit. You guys have worked with me every day since 2015. Have I not demonstrated, okay, if this is where the truth is going to go, I may not be comfortable with it. It's not what I got into this show to start doing. Not when I envisioned we were going to start a national show in 2011. Not what I envisioned I was going to be doing. But I've been willing to get out of my comfort zone and learn from mistakes or facts on the ground and do things a lot differently than the way we started doing them when you all came to work here. Well, you haven't even mentioned the one that I count as perhaps the most important decision you've ever made in your career is the day after he won and beating your guy instead of taking it personally you said we got to give this guy a chance we got to give this guy a that, chance that happened before kavanaugh that happened before russian collusion uh so yeah i mean the learning started instantly here's this guy's twitter bio clemson guy so tiger Proud Tiger, great football program. Pure blood, proud South Carolinian, USA, unapologetically America first. Now that number two item, pure blood. You guys know what that means, right? Uh, not that. Yeah, yeah, didn't take any of the of the gene juice. Uh-oh. Hmm. Who's the guy that, that told him to take the gene juice? Steve Dace or Donald Trump? That would be Donald Trump. Who's the guy that's proud of the gene juice that that Clemson guy 1776 doesn't want to take? Again, Donald Trump. Who's the guy that tried to warn as many people like Clemson guy 1776 not to take the gene juice as I possibly could? That's you. That's me. And got banned off of the second, the top two largest um, uh, search platforms in the world, Google yes. and YouTube as a result, right? Right. Have had, has had how many strikes against my Facebook page, right? I mean, I, this has cost me an immense amount of audience, then, and v, which is another way of saying money mm -hmm. telling the truth about this, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So help me understand then. Help me understand. I'm asking. I mean, I genuinely want to know. I don't understand this. And and my default is to just go to some basic instinct of this is a cult. 
but I, I want to take it. I, I, I want to know, am I missing something? How is it possible that the guy who authored the gene juice tried to sell you to take it himself has taken it to this day has shown no level of self-awareness. I mean, they're offering another round of baby clot shots. We can't even get Trump to come out and say, don't do those. He's he, he escapes. He gets all of your adoration, but me, a group, part of a small, very selective group of people who risked literally their entire careers to tell you the truth about this. We're the ones that uh, get the don't go against the family speech. I, mean, I, I would think Fredo's the one that outed you. I would think Fredo's the one that turned you over to Pfizer. If we're making that analogy, not the person who actually tried to step in and stop it from happening. Help me understand this. Because I don't. And I would genuinely like to. I suspect it's just a hero cult. And I, and I think as human beings, we can't help but break down into that. We look for heroes. I mean, I, I wanted to be Kal-El as a child. I remember tearing up as a child watching Superman the movie for the first time, seeing real altruistic masculine heroism. He was my role model, literally, growing up. Until I knew my creator. Now I've got a different role model. One I wish I'd listened to more. I'd be better off if I did. I had a conversation over the weekend. I won't tell you with who. You know, we've been working to get our nefarious film in front of as many ministry leaders and conservative leaders as we can the last few weeks. Yeah. And I had a gentleman who's an assistant for someone who's a, a... a great minister of the gospel. Very large congregation. Nationally known name. And one of his assistants called me up over the weekend and says, hey man, I'm, I'm trying to get the big guy to watch the movie. But he just texted me this question and I want to know how I should respond. Now, I... I have (laughs) several things about me a pastor should, particularly one of this man standing, should reconsider before aligning with or endorsing anything I'm a part of. I'm pretty open about all of them that I can tell you without breaking a confidence. I've told you guys before, I nearly went through a divorce that broke up my family a few years ago. I've been open about that, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah open about my own lust issues and growing up in the, the first porn generation in America, pretty open about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
you guys listen to the show, you know, I'm not always the best at taming my tongue. Pretty open about that's pretty obvious, unfortunately. Yes. So I have my issues. Do you think that he brought any, any of those issues up, though? Do you think that's the question that this pastor wanted me asked? I very much doubt it. I wish that it were. Gosh, I wish those were the issues. And if this, this assistant of his had said, hey, man, pastors thinks your show is too rough and the movie's rated R, just not for us. What do you think I would have said? Uh, you would have been disappointed, but it would have been a grown-up conversation. Yep, I would have respected it and would have been moved on. No. No, all those are things that were not brought up. Instead, wasn't this guy never Trump? Seven years ago. That's the question that I was asked. That's the plumb line. Of a church. Mm-hmm. That's the plumb line. Is that I, I, didn't, I, I didn't think a guy on his third marriage who was a zero-time widow... And had no political record prior to running for president other than endorsing Mitt Romney in a primary and donating to Planned Parenthood at Al Sharpton. No, I, I, after all the years of experience I've had with the Republican Party, I really wasn't all that confident that he was going to live up to his promises. But then after he did win, you pointed out a few minutes ago, what did I do the next day after the election? I came in here and said, that's over. Clean slate. I want you to be right. So let's see if you are. Turns out they were mostly right. Right. So in 2020, what did I do? Try to justify my previous decision and assuage my ego and and retcon it. Did I did I do the full Amanda Carpenter? Is that what I did? You did not. I did not. No, I actually fought harder for him to get reelected. It seemed most days than he was at the time. Apparently, the good pastor is unaware of that part. Apparently. Yeah. That's the plumb line, though. That, 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 That was the question that I was asked. I'm sorry. But that is some misplaced conviction. So help me understand. Because I know this gentleman is not alone. This Clemson 1776 guy. I get this perspective a lot. Okay, so help me understand. Donald Trump, this is his greatest accomplishment. He'll tell you. He's told us this more than once. He saved 100 million people. You don't want to participate in what he thinks is his greatest accomplishment. But then he gets a dispensation from you that someone like me who tried to who tried to warn you about the substance does not get. Help me understand this. Because I, I sincerely do not. Here is what I do understand. That misplaced conviction has no shot versus what we're up against. And they know this. They're not afraid of him at all. That's why they might, that's why they might arrest him and perp walk him tomorrow. That's why they might process him tomorrow. They don't care. They're just politicians. Even the good ones. They're just politicians. There's a small group of us here in Iowa that are responsible for why any of you know who Mike Huckabee is. 
me, Bob Vanderplatz, a group of us took a guy that no one could even pronounce his last name, let alone the name of the Baptist seminary he graduated from, which I still can't pronounce, by the way. We took him with no money, nothing, no name ID, nothing. And he ended up winning the highest turnout Iowa caucuses ever at the time. He became a national celebrity, had a lucrative show on Fox, bought himself a beachfront home in Florida, has a show now on TBN, I see. You guys ever heard me publicly or privately say a negative word to you at all about Mike Huckabee all these years? Can't remember the last time his name came up, actually. Yeah. I have the same literary agent that Mike Huckabee has. Frank Breeden, premier authors. We have the same literary agent. Frank has even tried, when we had like best-selling books, Frank's even tried to reach out to Huckabee. Nothing. Totally ghosted. Try to get him to take a look at the movie. Totally ghosted. Why? Well, we did, you know, neither Bob nor I supported his presidential run in 2016 when he tried it again. We wanted him to run in 2012 when he was still a hot number, but he liked his life and didn't feel called to run. So he tried to run again, 2016. We didn't support him. So suddenly we're terrible people, even though we're the ones that are probably more responsible than frankly he is for why you all know who he is now. If Mike Huckabee finishes fifth or sixth in the Iowa caucuses, does he ever get on Fox News? No. Ever get on? Does he even have a show on TBN now? No. Nobody knows who he is. Does his daughter probably become no. White House press secretary? No. She did a hell of a job, by the way. Governor of Arkansas, and she's mm -hmm. off to a very strong start there, right? Yes. But all that happened because of what occurred here in Iowa, right? That's yes. the genesis of all this. Yes. But despite the fact this has been going on for years, you've never heard me say one thing publicly or privately negative about Mike Huckabee. I never will. I love the guy. I just know this. We can't win like this. We aren't going to win like this. And I promise you this. You want some conviction? I'll give you some. I will, there is nothing. These guys have heard me say this privately, and I probably have said it publicly to all of you listening. There is nothing in my life other than being a dad that I have wanted to be a success at more than the making and release of this movie. Nothing, there's nothing professional. Nothing. Nothing. I've, I've wanted to be successful that I've been a part of more than this movie. Nothing. I have told you guys that. Mm -hmm. And you've seen that the last few years, right? So let me tell you this. If the cost of that success requires me to kiss any of your asses or lie to you, one time. Whether by commission or omission. Like I wasn't going to say what I was going to say, what I was thinking about Vivek. I wasn't going to say that last hour. I mentioned it to you guys privately over the weekend, but I wasn't going to say it. And I realized, no, that's a betrayal if I don't say it out loud too. So I'm going to. 
if the cost of this movie being successful is I have to kiss your ass and lie to you, I hope we don't sell one freaking ticket. I hope the Monday after it's released, I go on box office mojo and it says zero. Nobody saw it. And you can run and tell that homeboy. I promise you that. Bet that. Hell no. I've learned quite a bit. We are discussing subjects and going places I would have never envisioned three, four, five years ago, would not have been comfortable with, frankly. And if I had known in advance, this is where leaving the comfy confines of WHO was going to force me to go. And if I had known that 12 years ago, I probably would have stayed. Some of you haven't learned. They're just politicians. That's it. That's all they are. What is, what's populist about create a poison, brag about it, try to get me to sell it on, sell it to me to take it, but I'll offer you more grace and mercy than I probably would my own neighbors or family members. That's not populism at all. That's just hero worship. Now again, I'm greatly indebted to Trump that he ended Roe v. Wade. So, pretty easy choice for me. And it's not even a lesser of two evils choice. If he's the nominee, the guy that ended Roe v. Wade versus a literally, a literal demonic construct who's a dementia patient. Let me, let me think about that for like, not at all, okay? We have to learn what conviction is, though. Are Trump and Biden having an election tomorrow? They are not. Next next week? They are not. Next month? No. No. Anytime at all this year? We've got some time. So we've so saying, so yeah. guess what we can do right now? Tryouts. Let's have some tryouts. And let's get some answers to some questions. Like Imagine if everyone on Twitter over the weekend, whether they have a blue check mark or not, on the right, who is rightfully worked up about what the spirit of the age is trying to do to Trump. Imagine if all of them had the same level of energy about telling the truth about these deadly poisonous jabs. Imagine if we had that. I can't, quite frankly. Well, I get, I get a lot fewer people would have died. A lot fewer yes. people would have myocarditis. A lot fewer people would have not would have lost hearing in an ear. A lot fewer people um, would have um, suffered uh, um, an increase, a decrease in sperm motility, a miscarriage. We could go on and on and on. A loss of a job, a career they can't get back, and the, the, in many sectors like healthcare, a lot of them. It doesn't matter to them if their champion is a dementia patient. Used to be one of Montel, George, Montel Williams' hoes. 
who can only cackle for communication. Or was a Rhodes Scholar like Bill Clinton. They don't, they don't care. They, they do not. The conviction marches on. Our conviction is in whom we love at the moment, not the things we believe. And that is why I promise you, and this won't sell any subscriptions to Blaze TV, sell a single ticket to Nefarious or a, a book or anything else. But it's true. So I'm going to say it. I promise you, if we don't change that, we will lose. I promise you. You will be the generation that Reagan warned us about. You will one day have to tell your children, and it's a day that is very nigh, what it was once like in America when we were free. I promise you that is true. If we continue to love politicians more than they love us, if we continue to offer them more mercy and grace than we do our neighbors and our loved ones, I promise you we will lose. I promise that's the case. We will not out-cult a cult. I promise you that is true. This has been my TED Talk. All right, back here on the Steve Day Show. And the theme we have been discussing today is conviction. And along those lines, a couple of years ago, we introduced you to a guy here in our community by the name of Will Keeps uh, with an incredible personal story overcoming abuse, uh, overcoming um, uh, the streets and gangs as a youth. And now as a husband and a father um, and a member of our community, he has been trying over the last few years to build bridges uh, between uh, the urban community uh, and, and really uh, all kinds of sectors uh, of uh, the Des Moines area, but especially law enforcement. Uh, they did a video, uh, an acapella version of Living on a Prayer, which is incredible. Uh, this went viral. A lot of you were inspired by his story. And then a lot of you may have heard about a month ago, um, uh, Will's name again. Uh, he had established a community center uh, here in Des Moines um, and uh, the, there was a, a fight and a violent event that led to a shooting there. Uh, Will tried to interpose, tried to break it up. Uh, himself got shot a couple of times. Um, we won't get into the, the specifics beyond that because there is still legal proceedings where this tragedy, of course, uh, is concerned. But uh, he's back. He's out of the hospital on his feet. And he's back here with us today in the studio, man. Good to see you. How are you? Hey, good to see you too, man. I'm actually blessed to see you. <laughs> it's a bit of, you, uh, you were blown away when you walked in here because it had been an upgrade since the last time you were like, here. I this place look amazing, man. Yeah. I am so excited to be here. Somehow we conned the blaze into giving us another three-year contract <laughs> and even they threw in a studio upgrade while we were at it. Oh, so, man. Uh, maybe I need to negotiate you. your next deal. Right. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, so... The last few years, what do you, what would you say is the biggest lesson you've learned the last few years? Hmm. I've learned that um, trust is earned and not just given. Um, even with kids, definitely with kids, mm -hmm. um, you have to... Uh, 
they have to be able to uh, to be able to do what what they say they're gonna do instead of just saying it. You know, for me to actually uh, believe it, it's, it's it's been so much learned. I've learned that there's a lot of kids out there and that want to change their life, but it's so hard for them to do it because they're so far lost. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that um, that society and social media is is and the streets and the gangs are becoming uh, these kids' parents. And they're listening to them instead of listening to their own parents, mm. especially the good ones. I've learned that the good parents are considered bad parents because they're holding their kids accountable for things. Mm-hmm. I mean, so much I can, we, we can go down the line. Let's, let's start here. How are you? First of all, physically, how are you? First of all, I want to say thank you to, to God for, for allowing me to still be here. He's not done with me yet. Mm-hmm. And right now, um, I'm physically getting better. Um, I was shocked at how well you walked in here, actually, a little while ago. Still in pain. Yeah. But you know what? I, I always say it's not about what you've been through, but it's how you get through. Mm. And um, I have to be a walking testimony to that and show these kids and, and people, you know what I'm saying, that we go through something in life, but we have to fight back. We can't let that uh destroy everything that we built, everything that we uh, have uh, created, you know, or done mentally or physically. We have to keep moving forward. And those are some of the things I want to teach people. So I'm, I'm, God has, has blessed me to, to be a warrior. You know, I've been through battles all my life and I, I get scarred up. I've been scarred up all my life. And I'm constantly getting scarred, and I and I and I was I always say to God like, why am I constantly getting so scarred up? And then I had to realize that I am a warrior. Didn't know it, you know what I'm saying? But I'm I'm in, I'm in battle all every day. We've had a theme on our show today, and that theme has been conviction. That really, if we boiled everything going on in our culture right now. It is a battle of conviction. Um, Our own convictions, our own willingness to live out what we claim to believe Mm -hmm. um, or lack thereof, misplaced convictions, and where we maybe put um, our energy and our priorities where they don't belong or upon those who aren't worthy of them or opposing convictions and and seeing those who are caught up in what we like to call in our show, the spirit of the age, the, the demonic deception in our culture. And yet they are yet so certain that they are on the, the side of light and the right side of history. And that all of this really is dueling, not um, uh, as in at odds, dueling convictions. When I, when, I, when I hear what you were just saying a minute ago, everything you've been through, all the struggles you've been through, what you're going through right now. And yet, you're still here. You came in here this morning. You, you got up. You're still back in the battle. That's, a, that's conviction. Mm-hmm. So what would you say to people in our audience to encourage them in their convictions? So, so, so living testimony. You know, um, there's a lot of people out there who are going through difficult situation do you want to get out of the difficult situation or do you want to stay in it or do you want it to get worse um get help 
You know what I'm saying? Uh, if, if you are uh, a Christian, you know what I'm saying? Love the Lord a little bit more. Talk to the Lord a little bit more. You know, um, the, it's the story that I wanted to tell. Uh, when, I, when I came home that Saturday, um, I turned my phone on for the first time, and my phone went crazy. And um, I got a phone call from one of my friends, and he said, man, your guardian angel is, 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 is the best. And I said, I got the best guardian angel in the galaxy. <laughs> and I said, I don't know if he's a, 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 I don't know if my guardian angel is a man or a woman, but he's the best because he's been, he's been saving me all these years. And then when I went to sleep or closed my eyes five minutes later, my guardian angel actually drew himself to me. And I know some people might be like, get out of here. But, I, but if you know me, I ain't the one to talk like this. He drew himself to me. He wanted me to know he was a man. And he, and, and, I, and he looked like he was a black man with a beard, short, stocky. And he was somebody that was, was from like either the A.D. so a long time ago, a long, a long type of, this face looked different. You know what I'm saying? And I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. And I woke up and I was like, did that just really happen? So it really made me, even though I was a believer already, it made me even more inspired to believe and learn more. So that's my answer. I don't know if it was a good one, but that's my answer. It'll do. <laughs> It'll do. What, where are the, what are the convictions that you're, that, that you, that you're, that you face in what you're trying to do in our community? What are the opposing convictions? Opposing. Um, you know, my perspective is different from a lot of people. Um, you have people out there who who don't like that um, that I work with, in a sense, in their eyes, the opposite. Like I'm a Democrat, you know, and I work with Republicans, mm -hmm. but um, but I work with everyone. You know, I work with people, and then you have uh, the streets, where the streets um, feel because I work with Republicans that I am a Uncle Tom traitor, and I work with the police. I'm a I'm a snitch, mm -hmm. and um, those are things that could break someone down. But to me, it just let me know I'm doing the right thing. It lets me know that um, that by working with with Republicans, white folks, police officers, black folks, no matter what, that we have to come together in order to to fight this battle to win the war. We'll never win this war if we constantly keep. If if I disagree with you, Steve. Mm -hmm. I stop progress, but I agree with you on so many different things. Mm -hmm. But because I disagree with you with this one thing, I'm done with you. Mm -hmm. It would have to be something very bad. Sure. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that, there are things that, <laughs> that are really bad. We could disagree you know I mean? on You're like, yeah, okay. Right, right. Yeah. It has to be something very bad. But, yeah. But I won't let. But most a, of the time, it isn't those kinds right. of things. I won't no. let a disagreement stop progress. They talk about how, you know, they don't like my relationship with the governor. But my relationship with the governor actually helped position me to help my community even more. Mm -hmm. So 
so it's like I, I just cannot see myself listening to when people say, you know, this person is a racist, that person's I and if you are racist, I decided to let racism help me create equality. I ain't running from it. Because a racist racist person would be like, okay, I'm going to help you out here, Will, mm-hmm. to 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 get you to your point. But they really don't want the help. They just want to check their box off. I'm letting that person know who's a racist, even though I don't really know, that I'm going to do everything that I say I'm going to do. And when I do change the outlook of the world and the perspective of the world, guess who helped me? You did. That's my perspective. I'm not Mm -hmm. running from none of that no more. In other words, hey, if people whose motivations aren't pure still want to help me out, they want to fund things, mm-hmm. I'm not changing my mission. I'm not changing my you know, mission at all. Their money's just as green as everybody else's. Yes, it is. So, you know, if, 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 if you're telling me that they're racist and they're cutting a check for my community center, I'm not, the one that's in, I'm not the one that's in conflict with my own stated beliefs. They are. You should go ask them. Why are they writing me a check if they're, right. and if, you're if saying if they're a bunch it. of racists? And you're saying they're racist. I, I right. don't see that they're right. racist. I don't know. Who knows sometimes unless they literally tell you And you know up. a tree by its fruit, ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. How has this impacted what you're trying to do downtown here? And what's been the reaction in the uh, aftermath? Um... The city has, uh, not just the city, the state, you know, um, no, the country, <laughs> you know, everybody uh, are standing together. They're, they're supporting because that was one thing I was afraid of um, when I turned that phone on was I was was I was I going to get a lot of hate? Was people going to be like, see, I told you, you know, that that school ain't doing good. And that school just, you know, just got those kids, you know, killed, whatever. I thought it was gonna be bad for me. But I always talked about how the 95% good, there's 95% good and there's 5% bad, and that 5% bad is always louder than the 95% good. Mm -hmm. But this time the 95% said to the 5%, say something, I dare you. Hmm. And I saw that and I felt that. So it it was, everybody stepped up, man, it was good. What's next for you now? What's next? I am working on building um, another facility with housing um, and the school will be in the same building with the housing and the school in the same building. Um, we, we don't want the kids to have any more excuses of getting their education. Mm-hmm. We want to uh, start more apprenticeships. So when a kid uh, do graduate, um, they, they can get a full-time or a permanent job with this apprenticeship uh, job that they have. And we can help them save their money when they leave our school, they can actually get their own apartments, uh, have money for their own apartment, money for their own car. You know, it's like a transitional, you know what I'm saying, success for the kids. And we can take away some of the red tape that they've been going through. So it doesn't sound to me like you are deterred one iota. In fact, you took a couple of bullets. I'm ready to go even more. There's no, I mean, okay, God, God, you know, he, he kept me here for a reason. What I'm going to do, just lay down and, and, and just wait and let everybody wait for another 50 years for somebody to come and say, it's time to fight mm-hmm. harder. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and I got to show people that when, when things, when things happen, 
even even though even let's keep it real. Even though my mental is sometimes, you know, I'm I'm kind of like I'm hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. am. But tired, tired. Yep. And then I want, and then a lot of times I want to move too fast, which makes me more tired. But I got to move. And I want to teach people to keep moving. God is right there. He is, he is, he is, he is right there with you. And he's going to fight with you. And that's what I believe. And I believe that God is fighting right with me. And everybody else who's around me, even with you guys. You know what I'm saying? He's with you guys. You guys are fighting with me too. Period. How can our audience keep up with uh, your efforts and what you're doing if they want to? I mean, I mean, just go to the website, you know, um, starsrighthere.org and uh, donate if you want to. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, hey. Hey, you know, we're, um, we're, we're... Romance without finance is a new, right. <laughs> new sense. I get that. Yeah. I hate asking for money. Yes, but so anyway, do I. But, um, but it's something that we need to actually uh, keep the movement uh, going and keep saving these kids. I mean, we had 33 graduates, you know, and so somebody came to me and said, 33 graduates? That's not a lot of graduates. And I'm like, what? It's 33 more we had last year. It was 33 kids that would have dropped out of school yep. and not done nothing. Kids with zero credits. Yep. Some of them with zero credits, and we had to fight for them to actually. And it's not just them. Every one of those kids will likely go on and become a husband or a wife one day, yeah. a mother or a father one day. The whole trajectory of that of those families changed by yes. the, by that experience yes. that'll be felt for generations yes and they was and they was very excited to graduate and it did change a lot of those kids mindset and how they move in this world so we don't it's not and it's not just about graduation but it's it's about changing the mindset it's about uh giving them life skills and and letting them see the world in a bigger scope because right now they see it in a scope that is so small it's time to open it up one more time give the website out startsrighthere.org startsrighthere.org good to see you brother good to see you too thank you alright right, gentlemen we were short on time you guys have any quick thoughts as we close out uh, the program today and just everything we discussed either with Will or overall hey the man testified to the presence of angels um, there's a whole army out there ready and willing uh, to fight for all of the good, the true, and the beautiful in this world, if only you will say yes to it. It's just on the other side of that veil. Um, say yes to it, and everything changes, just like Will said. It's a walking, talking, incredible example of doing what you believe, and then hanging in there through all the slings and arrows and literal bullets in Will's case incredible encouragement i think for me personally and i think to a lot of people listening right now good to see you good to see all of you we're back at it again tomorrow noon to two eastern after glenn beck until then john 317 this is steve dace on the blaze radio network